Yeah, she probably will. She does it, does it for free. Hello, everybody. I'm Dane Gentry. Uh, we're back live again. Uh, I lost everybody. I'm hoping they're going to come back in and, and uh, come back on the show. Uh, we'll see. Um, we had uh, Lightbright on. Um, she's going to do a tarot reading for me. Uh, I've got Evan here. Um, we're going to kind of run back through a story again real quick on here. Uh, I'm going to keep that because I got all that stuff on there. So, all right, Evan, once again, buddy, um, it ain't, it is. Okay. You were, when you were born, mm-hmm. you were addicted to crack. Mm-hmm. So, and, and amongst other things. I, I think mess and crack, I believe. Oh, wow. So you were both of them. Yeah, uh, I, I, yeah, I believe so. Crack for sure, but I, I believe meth was, and, you, and you'll know, you'll, you'll learn why I believe that later on. All right. So they have to detox you as a baby. Yeah, my lung collapsed. Okay, and you were adopted, right? Mm-hmm, right when I was born. And so you had two good parents, you said? I did. Um, At, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, and was your, you said your dad was a drinker? Yes. Uh, said he was a mental, mental abuse. Um, you know, like he, like I said, he, he coached me in, in, in sports. That was his goal and that was my goal was to, to let me be professional. You know what I mean? That was my dream as a kid. That was the one thing I found peace in. That's the one thing I found that made me happy. And, uh, he coached me when I wasn't playing for traveling teams or high school or middle, or, you know I mean, younger teams. Anytime I wasn't playing for somebody else, he was my coach. Right. Um, now, the first time you smoked, dipped, or anything like that? How old were you? Eight or nine years old, smoked cigarettes. 10, 11, weed, and uh, by the time I was 12, 13, I was doing hydros, lower tabs. Started out, the first one, obviously, you start out with one, you know what I mean? But uh, everything I've ever done in my life, it obviously went all or nothing, so it didn't take long before I was popping 20 or 30 of them, you know what I mean, at a time. And, and, And just my life was like a zombie all the time. Right, and this was in what grade? I was in eighth grade. Wow. Okay. So eighth grade, this man, hell, you still more than I was doing. Uh, really? Well, my start, my, my drug, I started smoking pot when I was like nine. Yeah. Uh, I remember drinking, really drinking and partying at 11. 15 is where my pill habit started. Um, and I think I was in eighth grade, actually. Somewhere right about it, but I wasn't doing them like that. Mm-hmm. It was until I got kicked out of school. Okay. So eighth grade. When was the first time you went to drug treatment? Uh, 16. 16, you went to drug treatment the first time. Mm-hmm. All right. And how long did you stay in treatment? I stayed in treatment for 30 days, and I was obviously still in high school, so I got to do that and go right back. Because I did it during the summer. My parents, you know what I mean, they caught me high and sent me off, and I got I got to do that during the summer. So nobody really knew that I'd been in treatment. Nobody knew that what I'd done, we kept it a big secret. And then, you know what I mean, I got to go back to high school. All right. So you go back to high school and how quickly did your drug habit escalate from there? Within the first week, two weeks, I, I had escalated to my first time of IB drug use. Um, and it, it just, I took off like a rocket from there. Yeah. Uh, it was all or nothing at that point And it was all drugs. All drugs. Okay. Are you still smoking pot? Mm, uh, here and there. Yeah. What about the first experience with when it got harder? Where did it, where did it escalate from there? Okay, my when it got when I when I when I realized I had a problem, like I said I went to jail when I was 18 years old. I was still in school, and uh, 
I got out. They sent me to another rehab, same rehab I was in. They let me come back because I was only a month into being 18. So they still let me back where I was in school. I got my credits, got out. And I remember I was so mad because I, I got kicked out of high school. I, I wasn't allowed to be on property. I wasn't allowed to graduate with my class. And uh, this one guy who played football, he, he got caught with a joint and he got to do whatever he wanted to do. You know what I mean? And right. I just I didn't see that as fair. So I remember uh, I, I got really 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 out of my mind and and i'm lucky i didn't make it to graduation man because i was gonna go show my ass and uh i believe by the time i was 19 i was on opanas uh the 40s any any, any kind of could get really the the e's were my favorite i don't know if you guys know what they are but they're, they're rubber uh there's there's different types of opiates there's different types of opanas uh how can i say this uh I, I, I liked using them more than anything else I'd ever had. And it made me feel good. It, it, it filled that void. Um, because at that point I realized I, I just threw away what I'd trained my entire life for. Um, my, my dream, I, cause I, I knew going in as a, as a junior that, that I had a scholarship. My, my, that's the only person who really cared for me in it, it besides my mother. And I know my dad kind of, you know I mean? I know he cared, but he's, he wasn't there. He had, he went back out at this time. He was drinking again. He got clean for like three years in between there. I don't mean to bounce back and forth, but he, he went back out and, and my coach, man, he would pull me aside and be like, Evan, you need to tighten up. Evan, you need to tighten up. But it was never, he never let me know that he knew what I was doing, but he would just give me a little subliminal messages. And, uh, were you like a star player? Yes. Yes. Okay, I, was. So I, know, I don't like to brag, but yeah, I, I, I knew I had something, man. I, I had, I had it. Okay, so let's think about that for a minute. Now, here he is. He's young. He loved playing soccer. His dad wanted to do it. Did you, did you respect your dad? Did I respect him? Mm-hmm. To an extent. Okay. I did. Do you, was you playing soccer to satisfy him or was it? No, I loved okay, it. You loved it. That was, okay. that was, that was, that was my, that was my passion. That was my, when I wasn't high or when I wasn't high enough, that's what I would do. That, that was my piece. That was, I, I, that was, that's the that's the one thing besides drugs that have given me bliss in my life. That's what I was wanting to get at. So there's something that you love so much, but here yet you're letting these pills. All right, when that when you say that no one was saying anything about this, that another, did you realize you had a problem? Uh, I don't. I wouldn't say I realized I had a problem because I, I was so wrapped up in how good I felt and how, and how numb it made me. Because I would I would my dad would get so drunk and, 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 and things went on at the house, the arguments, the yelling, the, the cussing, the fighting. And it, it just, it, it made me feel okay. It made, it, it made everything easier to deal with. So, so I didn't see it as a problem at that point, even, even realizing at that point that I was getting sick from not having it. I didn't care because I, I just knew as long as I got that, everything was going to be okay. I right. Thought. Right. You thought, I yeah. mean, that's, that's the, the fake fugazi, as they said in that movie, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Something that ain't real. It's um, a facade. For complete facade. And so, but, you know, you take them pills, man, or whatever it is that you're doing, shooting them or whatever it is, however you're doing them, and you feel like Superman. Mm-hmm. You know, you can do everything better, man. You work harder. You, you think all this stuff, and that, all that shit goes away. But, okay, so you're seeing your, your hopes of the scholarship and all this go down the drain, man. I mean, it's going. And you still there. Are you even thinking about stopping? At that, when I, when I lost my scholarship, like, like, like I said, like I said, I went to jail when I was 18 and there went my scholarship up in flames and, uh, I, I went all out. It was, I've ruined my life. I hate my life. I'm getting high and that's all I did.
Right. It, it completely escalated to something completely different at this I time. created a demon. Yes, you did. Um, without even realizing it. Okay, mm-hmm. so now you're how old? How old are you at this time? Um, 19, 20, where we're at. Right. Okay. So, are you have you esca- have you already escalated to the needle? Oh yeah, I was shooting up when I was like I said six. Like at the end of sixteen, going into seventeen, that's when I was shooting up. Okay, so now um, I was shooting up in the high school bathroom during classes, uh, in the very back bathroom in the gym. I, that's where I would go and I, every day. All right, this is what I want. This is what I want you parents out there to hear what this young man is saying right here. Now, he's not old. You know, he's 31, but still, you know, that's been, you know, 14 years ago, something, something like that, somewhere in that area. Um, nowadays, your kids are going in there and they're probably just snorting it. But the problem is, is that it's fentanyl. And nowadays, you can't even let your kids, it's not safe for your kid to even smoke a bowl of weed. It's not because they're putting fentanyl in it. Some idiots do, but it, what it is is that you've got a dealer who's selling pot and he's selling fentanyl. So trace amount gets transferred to it. And it's enough to kill 10 people. That is why your children are dying. So we need to educate our kids and you need to be all up in their business. I know nowadays we've got this thing about you want to respect their privacy. They're your child. They're in your home. They have no privacy. I wish I could go back and had someone that was more in my business and maybe things would have turned out different. Okay. So did you go to treatment again? Uh, eventually. Yeah. Uh, I think when I was, I think when I was 20, I went to a place called Cornerstone because I still had cover kids, man. And, and it was a hella good insurance. Um, it was a real fancy rehab. Like you didn't have to make your bed or nothing, man. They put a little mint on your pillow when you got back. I gave it that little buffet. And, uh, again, all the nice things it, 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 it put, it put these blinders on me and no consequences. Like, like hell, I'm in heaven. You know what I mean? right. there, there's nothing. I, I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing the problem yet. And you're how old? I'm 19, 20. I'm, I probably was 20 when I did that. When you're 20 years old, how many times have you been in jail? Twice. All right. You went to jail twice. Nothing major. Just regular old drug addict shit or what? I mean, the time when I was 18, like I said, I got caught on school property with pills. And that's a, I don't know if anybody knows, but that's not a very good charge. That's a pretty serious charge. The only thing that saved my butt on that one was, uh, it was my first family. So I got a judicial diversion. And, uh, if you, if you're an addict, you know what I'm about to say. I definitely violated it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the first time I spent any uh, significant amount of time in jail, how old were you? 20. You did how long? Three months. Three months. Okay. You get out. Mm-hmm. You fresh start. Mm-hmm. Were you doing dope in jail? When it came in. When it came in, of mm-hmm. course. Okay. But you weren't strung out. Okay, so you get out. Mm-hmm. How long till you done your first pill? Hour. <laughs> An hour. Okay, so here this man is. He's 20 years old, right? 21? 20? 20. Okay. He's done saw his whole life go down the drain. His whole soccer career and all these things. Okay, what's your relationship with your parents like at that time? Shot. My mo- but now, I will say one thing. My, my mother, uh, God rest her soul, she, she was an amazing woman, man. Uh, I remember the first time, and this is where she messed up, and this is where I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I'm, I'm a, I feel bad about this, really bad to this day. But uh, the first time my mother ever helped me get high, um, she she knew I was doing illegal activities. She knew I had no way to come up with money, and she knew what I was doing. And I remember I was on the back porch, about to go kick a door in, and she stopped me and she said, "Evan." what's going on and i told her i said i'm sick you know what i mean you, you know what it is at this point it, it, it's it's understood like just just let me do me you know what i mean and uh she handed me a hundred dollar bill and told me that she would rather me do it there and be safe as, as to lose her son 
to, you know, I mean, I'm mean, however many years, eight, 10 years in prison, you know, anything like that. She would rather me be safe at home where she could supervise me and know I was okay. Um, did that, did that turn into a common thing after that point from that one time? Within a month, I was that first with that first time she helped me. A couple of days went by to ask her again. Day went by to ask her again. And then it turned into an everyday thing multiple times a day. Okay, so multiple times a day, your mom's supporting your drug habit. Uh-huh. I'm lying to my mom, but I, I, she would help me, and I would go out, do what I did, and then need more and make up these just dramatic, outlandish stories about how I've I've robbed this one or I've robbed that one, and they've got me held, and I need this amount of money, or they're going to hurt me, and I need this. And and, and but it was and, all lies. It was it, all lies was, you were telling. At that point, it was every bit lies, and uh. She provided every time because she loved me. Where was your dad at this time? Drunk. Again, he was adopted uh, and was born addicted to crack cocaine and methamphetamines. Yeah, I guess that would have been about the time that meth was really big, wasn't it? When you was born, right around that time. Yeah, yeah. Because when I was because when I was growing up, I ne- I never saw meth. I never I never saw heroin. You know what I mean? It was all opiates. It was all pills. It was all weed. There, there. I, I I never even seen heroin until later in my life. Wow. Okay. So. You're how old now? And your mom's helping you out and all this. Twenty, twenty-one. You know what I mean? I, I'm and and I turned twenty-one, and now I'm I'm able to drink. And, I, and like I said, drinking was never a problem for me. I I was twenty-one, could buy alcohol, and didn't even worry about getting drunk. It, it wasn't a thing. I I, I like getting high on pills. Um, you like the pills? That was your thing. Mm-hmm. Pills was your thing. So did you ever do heroin? Later on in life. Later on. That's okay. Thing. All right. So what happens next at that point? So um, I guess I'm 20, 21. Um, I was doing my thing. She was supporting my habit, and I would. My mom got to the point where she would tell me if I got help, she would keep me unsick every day until I went. And uh, that caused me to go to rehab. In between 20 to 24, I'd been to rehab 13 or 14 times because I would go. Just because she told me she would keep me unsick, I would set the date for two weeks out, sit on my ass like a spoiled brat, get high for free, and uh, go to rehab for a couple of days and check out. Come home and your mom would do the same thing again because she loved well, you. Well, I, I, w- I would go on a little run, you know what I'm saying? Then I would come home eventually, and yeah, then she'd do it again. Cause I, I, would, I would call rehab in front because you can get grants to go to rehab, and it, it's really not hard if you have the resources and you have the numbers. And believe me, my mom cared, so she got me those numbers. She got me those resources. And that's uh, all because she's trying to save your life. Exactly. She's watching you die. Exactly. All right. So now, 24, how many times have you been in jail at this point? Four. Every, any, every one of them VOPs. Any significant time done? I mean, I flattened, I, I flattened a year in that time. Okay. So that's a pretty long time. I mean, you know, it is a long time. You know, a, day, a day is too long in there. I wish I could say I never spent a day in there. I agree. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Okay. So now, 24. Mm-hmm. Okay, what are you doing now, Opanos? I'm still on Opanos. Okay, and they start changing the pills. Was you part of that deal, or they made I was, it? They... I was, because uh, uh, I actually got endocarditis from the E Opanos, the rubber ones. Uh, mm-hmm. If you guys don't know, it's because they they turned Opanos to where they thought people couldn't snort them, but they were rubber, they were hard, they're just supposed to be swallowed. But if you obviously somebody figured it out, but you can cut them up, cook them water them and, and you can shoot them and i was i've been shooting dope at this time since i was 
late 16, 17, so I'd been shooting up for a while, so I, I figured it out pretty quick. Tell everybody what endocarditis is. It's vegetation on your heart valves. Is it caused, caused from dirty needles? It's rusty caused, needles. It's, it's caused from blood clots. It's caused from fluid in your lungs. It's caused from shooting dope. It could, it could be dirt, dirty skin gets in your blood. It, it could be any, it could be a number of things. You know what I'm saying? That's, but that's, that's the end result is it puts vegetation on your heart valves. I saw a guy in prison, man. I got it. Uh, he survived and never that shit. I'll never know what he did. Um, and then I know of a girl. Uh, who had it? She died in a tent on Bell Road in Nashville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. She had four children. Her brother had just OD'd. Uh, never slowed her down a bit. Uh, I was actually with her the day, not with her like that. Just we were crime buddies. She would go and I would drop her off and she would get money and I'd pick her up. But um, her brother had died. And then uh, I'll tell you something about that real quick. Just a little story about that with her and me was that she would go and, and she would stand out on the side of the interstate and on, a, on the ramp and mm-hmm. hold a sign. I would mm-hmm. drop her off. I just go sit at a store. Well, uh, my wife had my truck. GPS had the GPS. I had a brand new truck and she knew exactly where I was at. Well, the girl had her money and she comes walking down. She gets in my truck and I'm sitting there and I'm going to do some uh, ice and heroin mixed, right? And by that time, Beth pulls in there. My windows roll down with this far. She, she thinks I'm, this, and I know the girl's passed away now. I don't mean it this way, but. She was pretty disgusting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I was like, you really think I'm doing this? But anyway, so kind of one of those stories with Beth there. But that's that same girl I'm talking about. I want to say less than a year later, she died of endocarditis too. Okay, so you had that. Mm-hmm. Now they done changed the pills. Now mm-hmm. what are you going to do? Well, uh, I'm going to try to slow it down a little bit. I Currently, while I'm in the hospital with endocarditis, because I'm dying from shooting pills, my mom was staying with me in the hospital and I would send her to my dope man mm. two times a day. So now, hold on. So now uh-huh. your mother has escalated from uh-huh. not doing anything uh-huh. to buying your drugs uh-huh. or you're getting into rehab. Now she's going to your dope man for you because you're in the hospital and can't get them. Exactly. And so she's bringing them up there and now you got to go through a whole process. What'd you do? Go in the bathroom and do it? Yeah. I, I, I had IVs in me. Uh, I had a port in my shoulder. And uh, if you guys don't know what a port is, that's where they can't hit a vein and they put a port in you, which is like a little bit tube and they stick it. I don't, I don't know if it's an artery or if it's just a big vein. I'm not really sure on that part, but it's, it's, it's like on the inside of your like right arm and they run it up your shoulder inside your body and it goes directly into your heart. And uh, that's where I was pushing pills into because it was easier to do instead of finding a vein. How were you doing? Wouldn't you have to cook them down? Yeah, I would, I would cook them down. But How would I, you do that in the bathroom? I mean, I had a, a three foot flame in the bathroom on a can. I did wow. not, I, with me and my little pole and the door locked. And see, these are the things that drug addicts do. I mean, these are the things that people don't think about what we'll go through. It doesn't matter. And so that's the thing about it. he's in the hospital. He just about died from this. And still, the only thing on his mind is what? Getting better. And you're in the bathroom in a hospital with a three foot flame on the floor of the bathroom, cooking down a pill mm-hmm. that you're going to shoot into this port. It's going to. Pull up with a sucker, a, med- a little medicine dropper, or like if you guys know what you feed little kids medicine with, one that has a little bit of the little screw part on it. I would screw that part onto the thing in my port, and I'd push it straight into my heart. Wow, straight shot, straight to it. Did you ever OD doing that? No. How many times have you OD'd right now? More than I can count. Now, again, listen to what, what we're saying here. First and foremost, this man was born addicted to crack and methamphetamines, okay? 
Now he's done lost everything as a young man, scholarships, relationship with his parents. Now his mom's by his drugs for him, bringing him to the hospital. There's nothing that will stop you when you're in active addiction. Nothing. Now, again, I want to say this again. I'll say this in another show. People say you love the drugs more. It's not true. Mm-hmm. The drug controls you more than they do. So I heard this the other night and I'm glad I heard it. And I saw, I stole that from somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it you that said, I said that? that okay. Yeah. And so see, there you go. And, uh, that's, that's so true, man. And I always thought it, but it's not that we love the drugs more. It's just that they have more of a control. Uh, you can still say, well, that's almost the same. No, it's not the same thing. Cause I never loved dope, man. I hated every fucking part of it. I just did it because I was sick or my mind was whatever. Well, I ain't gonna say I didn't love it. I probably did. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I probably liked getting high, you know what I mean? Or whatever. But okay, so now you're in the hospital, you're in there with the three foot plane. Mm-hmm. What's next? Um, I did eight to 12 weeks in the hospital doing just that. Um, again, sitting on my ass, getting high and not realizing that I'm, uh, I could have died. You know what I mean? I have friends that are dead right now from that. I have, I, I have lost a lot of people just from endocarditis at this point in my life. And still, I, it's, it's, Evan's oblivious to it. Evan doesn't care. You know what I mean? He's 18. He I guess I thought it was a game, right? I just didn't think it was that serious, but I, I spent eight to 12 weeks doing that. Some, and, and, and somehow, Lord, I, I believe it's the Lord, he, the vegetation went away. How? I, I would love to know. You know what I mean? But I guess it's where I was on heavy antibiotics all the time. I guess they were overpowering it. I don't really know, but, but something saved me. You know something I mean? saved you. Right, okay. Well, I'm going to tell you what that something was. Mm-hmm. I know, I mean, you've talked about this. We've mm-hmm. talked about this, you know. You're trying, you're getting there, but it's God. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I believe he saves us for a reason. You mm-hmm. know, uh, there's something there for us to do. I, it doesn't have to be no big grandiose thing, man. It could be the smallest of anything. It could be just right now having this conversation for someone that's going, this is going to be recorded. It's going to be published out and there are going to be hundreds of people, hopefully thousands that will hear it and it might save somebody's life. And please know that I'm not glorifying anything I do. No, we're not, that's not what this show is about. And I think anyone who's ever heard my shows know that we're all against it. We're against the people who sell it. We're against all that shit because things are getting so bad. And I, I agree with Jelly Roll. People are saying that he's talking about, um, outlawing it coming in. No, I think they need to do the same thing they did with the ephedrine for the, for the meth. Um, why don't they outlaw that to where we don't make it anymore? And it's, right. You know, they can do that. Cut out the ingredients. You can't make a problem. Right. There's other things that they can use to put you asleep in the hospital and use for pain. I mean, they got thousands and thousands of stuff and they make new shit every day. Right. Okay. So now you get out of the hospital. Yes. And, um, I get out of the hospital and I go right back to that life. No questions asked, no hesitation. And, uh, I, I met, I met a female and, uh, I, I, I never really had relationships. I would have, acquaintances if that makes sense and um never really held down anybody but myself and i didn't even hold myself down i was i was being helped you know if that makes sense and uh this woman came into my life and she hustled so hard and in my eyes that was attractive at that time that was a woman that can that can hustle harder than any dude i know was so attractive to me and i did everything i could to lock her in well, you got the, you got the magical pair now. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? You got the man and woman, Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. Here we go. And guess what? We might what? not get no shootouts, but we shooting. And guess what drug she did? Mm. Methamphetamine. Mm, okay. So now this is the experience. Here comes methamphetamine in your life. Mm-hmm. How did you do it the first time? IV. IV. What did you think? Scared to death. <laughs> did it make you paranoid yourself? Nope. But I, 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 uh, <laughs> I'll make fun of myself real quick. I, I remember she used to have to pull me to the side a lot and be like, Evan, you're acting weird. Stop. 
Mm. You know what I mean? Cause I, was, I would think people were talking shit about me. I, w- I wouldn't say paranoid, but I would just, I don't know. I just, it, it made me act really, really weird. And if she ever hears this, I know she's laughing right now because she, she knows exactly what I mean. <laughs> you know, and that's the good thing about sobriety. You know, we can sit back. And sometimes we have to laugh at this. And y'all may think, you know what I mean, how are you up there laughing? We have to. Because if we don't, we're going to stay stuck in that damn misery that's been holding us back in addiction as it is. And we'll remain sick forever. That's right. And that's all part of recovery. You know, you got to be able to be okay with the past. That's with anything in life. No matter what you've been through, what you've done, you got to be able to be okay with the past. All exactly. right. So you and her start this run. Mm-hmm. Does she, so she doesn't do the pills? Not at that time. And, uh, believe me, it didn't take me long to get her doing them. Um, because where, where she sold mess, you know what I mean? I needed that money she had to get my little habit. And, uh, she didn't want to see her baby sick. So, but she wanted to try it. So that, that that's, that's my manipulation right there. You know what I mean? She, uh, wanted to try it. Yeah, I, I got you. And I, and, uh, what she was trying was probably mostly water. Um, cause I, I would fix it. And, you know what I mean? I, I, I did what I had to do. But at the same time, well, I'm staying, and, and, and let me back, let me rewind a little bit. Mm-hmm. Where I moved her into my parents' house with me because obviously mom let me come back home. I'm still being spoiled. And, uh, so she, she's living with me where we're doing our thing. And, uh, I'd say about eight months down the road, I, my mom finally put her foot down and, uh, kicked me out, kicked her out. And now I'm homeless. Uh, nowhere to go, and uh, first place I went to was my dope man's, and we slept on his couch for a good minute. Wow, so your dope man actually lets you stay there? Oh yeah, he was my best friend because uh, now now mind you, at this time I'm thinking he was my friend, right? Oh, he he, he messes with me, he'll front me, he'll let me get so far in debt because he knows I'll pay it. I wasn't the one paying it. My mom was the one paying it. Oh, so you get in debt and your mom would pay your debts off, mm-hmm. and he knew that. Mm-hmm. And so, so he'd give me anything I wanted. Right. At any time. No questions. Because all you had to do was call mama and say you're in trouble. Yep. All right. Sport brat. So how long did you live on this couch? Uh close to three or four months. And then we and then we and then we started doing the couch surfing thing. And uh I, I that that was the first time that I realized, hey, I I've, I've got to provide for myself. And uh I think that's when my addiction really really took a really wrong turn. What do you mean by that? Uh, I was kicking indoors. I was doing things that uh, could I should be in prison right now for. And, and, and thank God I'm not. You know what I mean? Thank God I, I never got caught for some of the things I did. I'm not going to get too far in detail about it. But uh, I, I was doing what I had to do to survive. Cause I, and, I, and I didn't know no better. You know what I mean? I, I did, but I didn't. I didn't care. Put it that way. Um, all I knew is she had my back and I had hers. And she was all I had because mama kicked me out. Poor pitiful me. And, uh. We, we, we rocked that out for the next year, year and a half. Next year, year and a half. You're doing okay. But in this time, did you go to jail any time? Yeah. Uh, I got arrested. I was nodding out in front of a Bojangles and, uh, I got caught, went to jail, uh, another possession charge. I got out and this, and I'm, and I'm, I'm going to do it kind of quick, but this is in that year and a half. I got out and, Started stealing from Walmart and, and, and mind you, this, this female I'm with, not only can she sell, can she hustle real hard, she's a klepto and she's a, a, a damn good one. And, and like I said, I'm not glorifying anything, but she, I don't know. I, 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 she never got caught and she taught me how to do it. 
So next thing you know, I'm stealing from Walmart, stealing from every store I can, and it's not long before a warrant's taken out for me and I, I go to jail for stealing from Walmart while I'm on probation for that simple possession. And you did how much time? I, long story short, I eventually walked down that one. That was, that was a year. Okay, 1129s, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, 1129 means it's, it's misdemeanor cases, it's anything below a year. Most mm -hmm. of these counties I know where I'm from, they give you 1129, 75%, you get about mm -hmm. nine months or something on it. Yeah. Oh, uh, then every now and then you get hit with 1129 day for day, do it all. I never got to, I did one six month sentence when I was 18, and that was the only misdemeanors I had. Right, right. All right, so, uh, you go to jail, mm -hmm. do this year, again, you, you might be doing dope every now and then when you come in, or if he's outside work, you might get something in, but you're not strung out, right? Negative. I actually got put, okay, see, I'm from a little very, I'm, I'm from a very small town, uh, if you, if, if I've not said it, I'm from Newport, Tennessee. Um, I'm from a little hillbilly town. Uh, there's, there's two jails in my town. There's the annex and then there's the courthouse and the slams are above the courthouse. And this is a very old jail and, uh, things break real easy. <laughs> so, so we knocked a hole in the wall as big as puppies. Probably you could fit puppies through it. And, uh, there's probably more dope in the jail at that time than there was the streets. And I was, Again, strong slap out the entire time I was in there. Okay, so that's where I was getting at with yeah. that is because what he said was things break easy. The the moral of that is is that when you have a whole bunch of convicts together, inmates, convicts, whatever, um, usually called jail people, inmates, if they ain't never been in prison, I don't really know for that. Convict just means you know how to do time. But anyway, mm -hmm. um, you put some people together, they can figure some shit out how to get something done quickly. You know, I had an old man tell me one time. He said, "You can take two convicts." Chain them to a pole on the top of it, 300 yards apart. If one of them have a joint and the other have a match. You can back an hour later and they'll both be smoking. <laughs> and that's kind of true. All right. So you stay strung out in there. So you get out, get out of jail strung out. So mm -hmm. see, there's the problem, y'all. You see what I'm saying? Like there's no rehabilitation in jail. You just locked away in somewhere and nothing's going on. You're just getting worse. Okay. So you get out. What, mm -hmm. what happens now? I go right back to it. Uh, where was the girl? Still rocking with me. Wow. Uh, she, she, uh, that was, that was the one time she supported me in jail and the rest of the, and, 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 and the rest of the time I was with her, it was, it was spent with her going to jail and me helping her out. She would get out for a certain little months, but that, that's later on in the story. But I got out and I went right back to it and, and, and I'm homeless at this time. I, I have nowhere to go and it didn't take long before I reached out to my mom because she, obviously she, I'm in jail. She knows I'm safe. So therefore she's going to help me out with the commissary here and there. You know what I'm saying? If I needed it, she'd help me. And uh, also, if I needed a pack dropped off, I'd get some money. You know what I mean? So, it it it, it I was still manipulative and and uh mentally abusive through a phone in jail, and still could make things happen for me. And uh, I went right back to it. It, it was didn't skip a heart, didn't skip a beat. And I, I, you might understand what I'm saying, but where I laid down and did my time, and didn't tell anybody where I, where I where I kept my mouth closed. The weird thing is when you do that, you get out, you get put on quick. Yes. Yes, you do. That, that's, they know you ain't going to tell. I mean, you part. just did it. You laid down. There's always usually somebody else involved in shit. You know, I learned to do shit by myself, but, um, I did it with other people too. And you know, it was a bunch of time, but anyway. All right. So how old are you at this time? I'm 27. I believe. Yeah. 27. All right. All right. Did you, again, so did the thought of, I want to get sober, get clean, cross your mind at any of this time right here? Yes. Did you try? 
Nope. All right, but you had that thought, man. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to die, or I don't want to go back to jail. But that other voice was stronger. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to I want to add to the part where I got out to. Uh, so I get out, and my my old lady who just loves me oh so much has this great plug who just gives her shit at any time. And I'm thinking, hmm, that's pretty cool. He must, they, she must do a lot. Of, you know what I mean? She must make him a lot of money. I'm, I'm blind at this time. And you, you'll, again, you'll see what I mean by that later on. But, uh, she, uh, I asked her, I, I immediately wanted to get high. I immediately wanted to do, you know what I mean? I want to I peel. I want to do my thing. And, uh, she pulled out his bag and, uh, it wasn't no pill. It was a, uh, brown rock. And that was the first time I was induced to heroin. And so you shoot heroin off the rip. Did it, did you die? No. Okay. I had, I had a very high tolerance for opiates and, and I didn't, I didn't start overdosing until later on in, in my 27, 28 years. You know what I mean? Uh, I started out slow with it, but it was so good. I, again, I escalated real quick. My tolerance is real high. I can, I can, I can build up a tolerance very quick for opiates. So it wasn't long before I was shooting grams, gram and a half a day. Um, stealing from her when she wasn't looking, you know what I mean? Taking money from her, but she was doing the meth. I was doing the heroin. So I put her on the heroin. She put me on the meth. And now I'm just a spun out. Doing speedball. Mess. Yes. Yes. Speedballing it's, every day. Just, just a mess. Speedball means you're mixing them together. You're mixing meth and which is a high, uh, upper and you're mixing heroin. So your heart is going woo, woo, woo all at one time. You're going up, down, up, down. Mm-hmm. So you're killing yourself mm-hmm. even faster because mm-hmm. you're overworking your heart. Then you're slowing it down. Mm-hmm. All right. So you're on the heroin. Y'all both are strung. So you're, you're living a life of crime. I mean, you're living yes. in the gutters. Yes. So trenches. Tell us about that. How that is. What's that life like? Uh, at the time I thought it was cool. I thought, look at me. I, I, I can get it out the mud. That, that shit ain't cool, guys. That, that's, that's, that's not the way to live. That's, that's not, that's not normal thinking. Okay. Uh, just cause you, and, and, and I got to the point where I, I was, I would want people to want what I had. I, I want that. And, and it goes back to the abandonment, the, 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 the hole I had, I felt needed. Uh, people wanted what I had and I, and I, and I thrived off of that. I thrived off of just, just, the, just, yeah, the attention, the hustle in general. You know what I mean? I wasn't just addicted to the drugs at this point. I was addicted to the money, the fast life, all the things that come with it. You know what I mean? Uh, if you, if you know, you know, but, uh, you know, yeah, you're able to do it all now. You're able to get high. I'm supporting myself. And, and this is another thing too. You got, you got to think I went from, you know what I mean? I went, I went a little while being supported being a sport drug addict. So at this time I'm doing it on my own. Look at me. I'm, I'm, I'm a man. I, I, I'm supporting myself. I don't need nobody, but I got my baby and she's got me and we got this. You know what I'm saying? It's like me and her against the world type shit. Right. How long did it take you to realize that, you know, y'all wasn't Bonnie and Clyde together? Y'all wasn't riding that that till you die. A long time, a long time. All right, what happened in between that time? Okay, so I eventually reached back out to my mom because my dad had, but and and, and, and I hate I, I, this is the first time I've done this, guys, but but I'm bouncing back and forth. But my dad had eventually got clean. I think he got clean when I was around. When I was in jail that second time, he got clean. So he reached out to me. Didn't He didn't speak to me much, but he reached out to me one day and said, Evan, your mom, there's something wrong with your mom. She's not doing right. I, I, I might need some help. You know what I mean? So I reached out to her. So I asked what was going wrong. She didn't really let me in on much, but uh, long story short, she let, she let us move back in. 
You and the girl? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Y'all still strung out though. Still living the life. You're just living back at home. Oh yeah. And uh now I've got it now I've got it made. I'm not paying any rent. I'm out in the sticks. We're we're you know what I mean? So so people can come see me all day long. It doesn't I don't run I don't run hot because I don't have any neighbors. I don't have I'm 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 in the woods, you know what I mean? There there's nobody seeing what I'm doing. So I I'm I'm making plays, living for free and and, and, and attempting to take care of my mom. Pretending to take care of her? Att- att- attempting, okay. sorry. Attempting to take care of her. Of course, yeah, we can't take care of ourselves when we're starting no, out sorry. like that, much less anyone else. No. All right, so how long did it take the bottom fall out of that? Um, the first time, I, I, I'm going to try to slow down. But I, I was, me and, me and my lady were with my mom in Food City, and, and my mom, she had started walking weird. She had started, like, I don't know, it, it was like she was walking on, like, her tippy toes and like kind of like a, like a, like a duck walks or something like that it was real weird looking man i always wonder like, like why are you doing that why are you doing that and uh i remember the first day she fell and couldn't get back up uh, and thank god i had somebody with me because uh my mom wasn't a, a, a heavy lady but i was i'm strung slap out i'm 100 pounds soaking wet i i, I couldn't lift a, a wet towel in a shower so uh she fell and uh, i had to help her up and and, and carry i had to call my father and uh, he had to help me carry her out to the van. And, and that was the last time my mother walked. What did she have? I don't really know what was wrong with her legs. I, th- I think her must, I don't know if her muscle deteriorated. I, I, I ne- she never went to the actual hospital at this point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, so I didn't really have a diagnosis, but I knew she wasn't faking it because th- th- there's no reason that she would do that. You know what I mean? I, I think that, and, and guys, you got, I've, I've went over a few things, but I've, I've left a few things out too. And I'm sorry for that. But I, I the, 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 the mental abuse that I put on my mom, I didn't even realize I was doing. I think it broke her. I think it, it crippled her. And, uh, I, 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 I blame myself a lot for that, but, uh, I don't know. It's like her legs were itty, 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 bitty. And, and the rest of her was normal size. You know what I mean? So I don't really know what happened at that point. When you just said that about here, here's the thing. Like you, you said you didn't really realize Mm-mm. and you don't. And that's what a lot of loved ones don't understand. And it's hard when they ask us because we don't have an answer Mm-mm. because it's just like, yeah, we were present, but the drug has such a hold on you that 90% of your brain is wrapped around it. So you're seeing shit in real life, how it happens, but you're not feeling it at all. Okay. So she's sick now. Mm-hmm. You don't slow down a bit. You, you're running harder. Just as hard as you are. Going harder because that's my mom is my best friend, man. Like regardless how we talk to each other or how, how, how things played out, my mom was my ride or die, man. She had my back. Every bit of it, she had my back. She, she wanted to see me succeed. She wanted to make sure I was okay. Uh, she wanted, she wanted the best for me, man. My mom was, my mom was a beautiful lady. Yeah, you know, that's the thing about a mama's love, man. You know, my mama loved me too, man. It's unconditional. Um, that's the right word? Unconditional, that's yeah. right. You're, yeah. you're right word. Okay, so now your mom is, you're watching your mom go through what she's going through. Mm-hmm. You're running harder. Is the girl still there? Mm-hmm. Okay, girl's still there. And this is, and, and, and okay, and, and this is what I've been wanting to say. This is what made me love the woman I was with so much is, is she would help me take care of my mom. She, uh, she, she would help me do things that, other people probably wouldn't do, you know what I mean? Um, and she was there for me emotionally, but, but when I look back at it, 
I mean, I know she, at that point I had, I had a, I had a wonderful woman if we just weren't on drugs. Mm. I had one I, and, and I, I did what I was told in, in, in the, in the country songs. I, I took her home to mom, you know what I mean? And, uh, my mom, first off, hated her gut. She couldn't stand her. They'd argue all the time. But when mom saw the passionate come out, when, when, okay. When mom needed help or something like that, and I'd be outside and, and, and she would come down and help her. My mom saw the, the compassion, the love. She saw the real her for, for little split seconds, you know, if that makes sense. Um, even though we were, we, we were doing what we were doing, she could still see the compassion and, and, and the caring and, and, the, and the love for me that she had at that point. Cause, cause at this point, that woman worshiped the ground I walked on. Where's your dad at this time? He is, uh, working at a rehab and he is absent. He is, uh, He's not um, there when I mean, he's, he, like I said, they, 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 my mom, my mom and dad never slept in the same bed. They, I never seen my mom, I, I've never seen my mom and dad hug, kiss, hold hands, sit next to each other in a restaurant, nothing. Uh, my dad slept upstairs. She slept downstairs. So, I mean, he's, and he's at this point, he, he's that kind of in recovery where he thinks he's better than everybody and he's arrogant and he's, he, he, he's got clean. So he's got to separate himself from, from me, which is, which is, I mean, I get that, but. Where my mom had helped me and stuff like that, he 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 developed a hate for her, mm-hmm. and and again, this is where my sick man- manipulation played into part. Uh, I, I played them against each other uh, to get money. Sometimes I, I manipulation. Yeah, and I, and I, it, it, it's sick, man. It really is. It, it's a sick mind, though. It's not you. You know what I mean? Because when we're in an active addiction, we're doing very unnatural shit, man, that we would not do. In sobriety, if you do do them things in sobriety, you know, then that's another question for or another topic, excuse me, for another day. Okay, so now they're playing against each other. When you say you never saw them, you mean even as a kid they didn't sleep together? Ever. Really? Ever. Not one time, ever. I wonder why that was. Do you know? I really don't know, man. I I, I have my thoughts about it. Yeah. I think that maybe because they couldn't, I don't know who couldn't have kids. I, I never was right. told which one couldn't have kids, but... I think that may have played a part in it, and and I don't know. I feel like the, I don't. I, don't I, I can't really tell you. That, that's that's one thing that was always weird in my life. You know, like I said, the, things just didn't feel right. Like there was no love was not present. Right. Ever. Okay. So now they're playing against each other. Your mom's sick. Mm-hmm. She's going through what she's going through. He's living upstairs. He's being all arrogant. Girl's still there. Mm-hmm. Mama didn't like her. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now what, what goes on now? So I did, I just, I, 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 I'm watching my mom deteriorate and, uh, I, I, I want to get help. I want to, I want to tighten up, but I don't want to leave my mom behind. You know what I mean? And, uh, it, I, I tried going to rehab a few more times and, and within a couple of months, I went to rehab three or four more times. You know what I'm saying? You can get in and get out that quick as long as you call different places. You know what I mean? I've been to seven or eight different rehabs. I've just been to every one of them three or four times. You know what I mean? And, uh, I just, I, I, I could never, I felt like when I left her, I felt like she was going to pass away and I, I'd beat myself up. So I got to go home. I got to make sure she's okay. But then I, I didn't get clean either. I didn't do what I was supposed to do. I, I, I stayed in my misery. I stayed in my self-loathing, poor, pitiful me. I'm, I'm look at, you know what I mean, look at what I'm having to do. I got to stay high to deal with it. All the, all these sick, twisted thoughts that kept me in my, in my sickness for so long. Yeah, without a doubt. All right. So. Um, the girl's still there. Mm-hmm. All right, you're still running hard. Mm-hmm. Okay, tell me how that ends. Well, uh, she ends up getting arrested, and uh, 
she goes to jail, and, and, and she'd been in jail a few times with me throughout the, throughout the relationship, like I said, but uh, this time she wasn't getting out. She has a, she had child support. She had a, a few other things that, that held her in jail. So there was no her getting out. So so now my hustle buddy's gone. My, my best friend's gone, and uh, my, my support is gone, that I, I thought. You know what I mean? Like, uh, at that time, that's the only person who, who really cared about it. I mean, if it wasn't for – I will say this. If it wasn't for that woman – I would be dead because I can't tell you how many times. And like I said, I, I'd been doing heroin. You know what I mean? That, that was my drug of choice now. So I'd overdosed numerous times and, and she had to drag me through the house, Narcan me, bring me back. And I, I if it wasn't for her, that I'd, I'd been dead a long time ago because I would have been alone. There would have been nobody there to save me. And she was there every time, no matter what she was there. And, and every time she would save me. And uh, it got to the point where when, when she would save me, I'd come back too, and I'd realize what happened, and, and and the sickness came out of me. The addict started talking, and I would cuss her for it. I would uh, I'd be mad at her for bringing me back. I'd I'd be I I. I'd... Now he, I want y'all to hear what he just said right there. He said he would be mad when he would be brought back, and I can tell you right now, that's every single addict who's ever been hit with Narcan and brought back the same thing. So what does that tell you about it? What does that say? That says that they say especially now when you shoot heroin, you're taking yourself as close to the brink. It's not heroin anyway, it's fentanyl, but you take yourself to the closest, closest edge of death that you can get. And it's like, you don't care. You know that this shot can kill you. Sometimes you might think about it, think I might not do a little bit less, but most people don't, man. They're Mm -hmm. just going for the gusto. Mm -hmm. And so you you don't even care that you die because your life is such a shithole. Mm -hmm. You have just, I mean, think about it, man. Since the age of 11 years old, 12 years old, here he's been on this run and he's been lucky enough or blessed enough that he hasn't had to go to prison all right so she's in jail you're on your own mm-hmm. um and, and i want to say this too at, at that time death wasn't a punishment it was a release because uh i, I was in a mental hell i was in i, I was I, it was it was hell on earth and uh, i i didn't realize at that time that my using was just keeping me in it i thought my using was taking me out of it was making it where i didn't you know what I mean? where, I, where I could actually just be okay for a minute you know what i mean and uh that, that's that's the that's the that's the sick twisted part y'all like what, what how does that what kind of normal thinking is that like if you're not an addict how, how crazy does that sound to you right now you know what i mean like that's insane it's insanity and uh and uh it just it, it, it is it wasn't healthy at all man uh so how old are you at that time man i'm going into 28 all right, mm-hmm. so 28 years old. Here it's been your whole life. She's in jail. Y'all on your own. Yeah, and uh, I eventually get this. I actually land this good job uh, at a roofing company out of Knoxville, and uh, so I, I get hired on. And obviously, I'm still getting high and shit like that. But where where I'm working, I'm, I'm I, my, my my dad starts to think that I'm being okay. Cause I'm hiding it a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm starting to look a little bit better because I wasn't using as much because I didn't have double the hustle i just had my hustle mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so the, the amount was still there but it, it wasn't as much and uh was you staying sick more you staying high i was spending every day just trying to get well there was no getting high anymore at this point i'm i'm at this point i'm using against my own wheel just to feel normal getting well means that he just feels normal you hear a lot of people say that as well man i'm just getting well um and getting well is i don't feel like shit i don't feel like i got pneumonia double pneumonia and, and triple the flu and bird flu and covid all in one and uh so i so i land this job right and uh 
at this time, starting out at $18 an hour as a laborer, never roofing in my life. That, that's a good little start. You know what I mean? That's, that's a decent paying job. You know what I mean? So uh, I jump on it. First thing they want to do is, is they certify me and they want to send me to Alabama, which I, at this point, I, I'm, I'm not single, but I'm by myself. You know what I mean? And, and, and my dad had kind of stepped up at that point a little bit. Uh, he would take care of her during the day. I would take care of her at night, you know what I mean? Cause he went to work at night. You know, he worked at a rehab in a English mountain recovery. It's a great place. And, uh, so we, we took shifts, you know what I mean? And, and, and he got to the point where he thought that I, I need to make some money, to help pay the bills because my mom, I don't want to say this too, guys. I, I broke my mother. Uh, she, she retired at a very, I think she retired around 45 and, uh, she worked at Dollywood for 20 years, had, had a lot, a lot of money. She, she was ready to take care of Evan the rest of her life, not have to work. And she was set. And I drained every bit of that. You know what I mean? So it's time for Evan to step up and help pay the bills. So, uh, I go to Alabama and, uh, I, I, every, every week I would go, I would get enough to take with me where I could keep myself normal, stay, not be sick and, and, and do my job properly. Uh, that lasted about two weeks <laughs> and I, I came, I remember, I, I, I remember like it was yesterday. I came home and uh, I walked down, I walk in, you know what I mean? It's been a long drive. I'm ready to see mom. And I come in, and the first thing she says to me is, Evan, there's a present for you upstairs. And I'm like, well, you can't, why? How is, there, how is there a present upstairs? You know what I mean? And she's like, just go up there. It's in the bathroom. And I, and I walk upstairs. Uh, guess who made parole? My mm. old lady. And, uh, uh oh. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, here I am. I've got two days and, and on, and, you know what I mean? Well, one and a half really. And on Sunday, I got to leave, go back to Alabama. And, 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 and mind you, they're paying my rent. In a brand new apartment, you know what I mean? I signed, I signed a little contract saying I would have nobody living with me. I would bring nobody there. It was strictly for employees only. And, and if I violated that, I would be fired on spot. Guess what I did? You violated it. I, I wasn't going to leave her behind. You know, she didn't leave, she didn't leave me behind in my shit. So who would I be to leave her behind in her shit? That's loyal. You know what I mean? And so, uh, I moved her in. I took her with me. You lost your job. Three days later. Uh, my boss walked in and she had smoked a joint and she was extremely high where she'd been locked up for a little bit. And she walked out right in front of my boss. Mm. And, uh, we you tried you on the spot. Uh, we tried playing it off. Like she was like a prostitute that I'd hired and she got a little purse and I gave her some money and she left. And then when he left, she came back and we thought that worked. I stood up the next morning and I didn't even make it through the gate. And he fired me. All right. So now what do you do? So I've got a little bit of money saved up. Not much, but a little bit. And, uh, we, we, so they would have paid my trip home, right? They would have took me home. Hear me when I say that me home, they would not take her home. Okay. So I'm not going to leave her. Uh, when we got this great, wonderful idea that why go back home? Let, let's stay down here and get clean. We'll get Evan clean. You know what I mean? Cause she's been in jail. So, uh, we got this great idea and we stayed, man. And, uh, it wasn't two weeks, three weeks later. I was homeless in Alabama because my money had ran out. I have nobody to call. And uh, my dad had blocked my number from my mama's phone. Couldn't get all to her for some money. And uh, he wouldn't help me. So here I am, homeless, way away from home, no resources, and uh, didn't know what to do, really. All right. So when did you get sober? I, or how did you get sober? Okay. I, it, you don't have to tell your date, but just right. tell me when. I got sober. Earlier, previously this year, um, and life's going good, man. I, I don't, I, 
I don't, I don't beat myself up anymore. Like, yeah, I've done a lot of shitty things in my life. I left out a lot of details, guys. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm new at this, but I, I if, if this touches anybody, if this saves anybody life, I, I know I'm doing the right thing. You know what I mean? That, 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 that would help me out. You know what I mean? Today, my life is positive. Today, you know what I mean? My mother passed away, uh, last year, right after Christmas, and, uh, she had Alzheimer's, so she didn't even really know who I was, and, uh, Today I can say that I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? Today I can say that I've changed. Today I can, I don't beat myself up no more. Cause if I beat myself up, I'm always going to stay sick. I'm never going to be able to move on. And, uh, in case you don't know, man, that, that's one of the biggest things about getting sober is that you have to be okay with the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I do what I do now is to, I want someone to hear this and hear these stories. And Evan, I think this is the best interview I've done. I know it is. Uh, you really broke it down to how addicts, the life of addict and, and just the crazy shit that we do. And I didn't, I, and I didn't even get all the way into it, man. That was a quick version. And, the, and another thing that people need to understand is that when you go and get sober, you got to realize all your emotions and things are coming back. So shit's going to go on. So, you know, think about the mental health aspect of it. I want to keep touching on that because it can, I was sober for a year before it happened to me. And, uh, actually about 18 months. And then I had the mental part to come down. So, you know, just cause you think you're six months out a year sober, it can come back at any time. You have to be prepared for it. I wasn't prepared for it. Um, and then I, I ended up having to be on medication. So, but that's not nothing to be ashamed of, uh, get on it and get, get help. I want to say something too, guys, like, like getting sober is not just stopping drugs. Getting get, that's just, that's just a, a very small part of it. If you don't work on yourself, if you don't change people, places, and things in your mindset, and, and mental mental illness is a problem. People people need to be aware of that. Uh, don't be afraid to ask for help, man. Don't 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 beat yourself up. Like like when you, if you can put the drugs down, and you're still miserable. Talk to somebody. Reach out. Mental 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 illness needs, needs mental mental illness awareness needs to be known about. And that's how this whole show come about tonight. I was in the bed, and I got a call from everyone wanting to talk. Yeah. And so I got up. That's what you do as an addict. You as a sober addict, you get up and go to help the other addict. This shit keeps me clean, guys. That's right. This man right here, man, saved my life tonight. And uh, here I am. I come over here this late at night and been uh, doing everything I've done all day. But that's what this program is all about. No questions, guys. If somebody calls you, that's what you do. You go and help them. All right. I want to say again, thank you, Evan. I appreciate it, man. I'm going to publish this. I'm going to put it on Podbean. For everybody and then it'll be out on all platforms everybody reach out to your higher power get the help you need and reach 